with you in a, in a greater way and, and, and receive from you, um, but that they also are, are able to, in turn, pour that out and where, where they're going and the people they come in contact with um, and, and really um, just change that, that nation, that, that community, encourage them um, and, and shine your light wherever they go. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Yes, and please be praying for them over the next 10, 10 to 12 days while they're gone. Um, that's, that's amazing. It, you would be shocked how many, how many people, um, in and amongst us that, that, amongst us that, that, that are in ministry in very real ways, um, and, and we need to do a better job at, at, at sharing those stories with each other, uh, but, uh, with you. Um, but, but there, there are just, I'm always blown away how often I, I find out that somebody in our church, in our community has been doing this whole ministry for like 10 years and I knew nothing about it because it wasn't about that, right? It was just something that God laid on their heart and they're just serving and being faithful to the thing that God has put in their hands. And, and I, it's one of the things I love about, about this place. Um, and one of our hearts here is, is, is exactly that organic missions. Where, where people God gives to a, gives to a person a mission that they that they complete, and it's not not some you know cookie cutter um, you know just sign up and 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 do this thing, but it's something that uh, it's a revelation, it's an assignment from God for their life because um, that's what God wants for, for all of us. Um, and I'll, with that, I will segue right into what we're talking about. Uh, we've been talking about prayer. Um, Last week, we started talking about, uh, the number of weeks before that, we've been talking about how, how we communicate to God, right? Prayer is, is a lot of, we, talk, we, we picture it as, as what we're saying to God, what we're thinking about God. Um, but last week, we started talking about the other side of prayer, the listening side of prayer, the hearing prayer. We talked about how God, God is a God that wants to communicate with us. That he's a God that, that does, in fact, speak to us. He is, a, he is a living God. He is a personal God. And, um, and uh, one of the things that, that, as I was studying this week, that kind of, God kind of reminded me of, and it, it was one of those, like, for one second, it's like, you ever had those thoughts where for like a second, you're like, oh, that's, that's a really good thought. And then, like, you know, 20 seconds later, you realize the implications of the thought, and then you're like, ooh, that's harder to, that's not as fun as it was when I first heard it. Um, and here's the thought, that we are accountable for what God is communicating to us, whether we're listening or not. There are some things that ignorance does not exempt our accountability. And if we believe that we have a God who speaks and, it, and wants to lead us individually, then we also have to accept the fact that there is a measure of accountability and responsibility that comes from even if we aren't doing our part to listen or receive what God is saying. If I'm coaching a football team and part of my job is making sure that my team is compliant with, I don't know, say, uh, stealing signs, and um, I, never mind, I'm, I'm going 
going to stop there on that one. Let me try something else. Maybe I'll try a different analogy. If you're, if you're at work and your boss says, hey, I'm going to send you an email with some action items I need, I need you to get done, right? And uh, the day goes by and the boss comes back to you the next day and goes, hey, uh, did, you, did, you, <coughs> did you get that email? Did you, did you get all those things done? I need them done, you know, need them done by, it said an email, you know, I need these three things done. They needed to be done by 7 p.m. last night. And you're like, oh, no, I didn't, I wasn't able to, I, I, I couldn't do them. And, and your boss is like, well, why? And you're like, well, I... I didn't, I didn't read the email. Um, and so the boss, you know, your boss gets mad. Maybe, maybe you get suspended. Maybe you can get, get fired. And then you get upset because, well, how could he have fired me? It's not my fault. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Well, that's not his problem. He sent you the email. The fact that you didn't, you didn't read it doesn't negate your responsibility to have read it. And the same thing is, is true in our lives sometimes. That we, there is a a measure of accountability and responsibility. Hearing from God in your life is not just some bonus, um, optional, extra thing for the super cool Christians who are really into it, right? This 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 is a big part of who we are as believers, as followers of Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are following, in part, his voice. And we need to, sometimes this whole idea of of hearing God and and following his voice gets put into this category of this weird, subjective, extra bonus part of discipleship. And it's not. It's not. It, it, It is, you know, it is the job. It is our job to follow Jesus. And, and we can't, we can't follow him if we're not hearing him, if we're not listening to him. First Corinthians, uh, Paul says it this way in chapter three, he says, but on the, the judgment day, fire, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will see, receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. See, this verse is, is talking about a, a judgment and accounting that will happen for all believers. Now, notice this is, in this particular verse, he's talking about uh, an accountability for believers. This isn't, this isn't a salvational judgment. This isn't, this isn't um, he, he's not painting a picture of, of those that, that, that are Jesus's and are not. This is those that, those, of those that are followers of Jesus, there, there is another level of accountability that will happen. For each and every one of us, we're going to stand before God and he is going to uh, do, you know, a picture kind of like a, like a big, you know, big projector screen and you're in the theater and you and God are going to sit down and watch your life. And, and it, he is, and it is going to be revealed your, your actions, the, 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 the things that you listened and obeyed, the things that you didn't, the things that you you did do uh, the right thing for the wrong reason, and the, the, thing, the, re- the times you did the, the wrong thing for the right reason, all that stuff, and it's going to get all shaken out. And much of it, for some of us, will, as it says, get burned, burned away. And again, that's not about salvation. That's not, 
It doesn't mean you're not, you're not still his. But it means a lot of your life was only spent in this life and didn't translate. That, that effort to live didn't translate into eternity in any way that, that, that is a benefit. There's a large measure of transformation of, uh, uh, here on earth, of, of rewards in heaven that are coming, of, of living what we would call maybe here a, a blessed life that is determined by your obedience to what God has communicated to you, not just what you chose to hear. It's a sobering thought. But if we look at it from the other side, it's really good news. It's really good news, actually, because that means that God's will is, is, what he's saying is, I'm speaking in a way that you can, in fact, understand, that you can, in fact, receive, that you can, in fact, um, if he's going to hold you accountable to something, that means it's also attainable. And so if, if God holds us accountable to a word that he has given, a thing that he has spoken, a direction he is, he is telling us to go, then that means it, 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 he is doing it in a way that we can, in fact, receive it. And that is encouraging, I think. So how does God communicate? Um, excuse me. Uh, through a number of different avenues. And today, uh, today we're going to look at uh, a number of different ways that God communicates uh, to us. We're going to look at some things that we do or can be in our lives that, that hinder his, his, that communication. Um, this is not going to be a, uh, you know, four steps and to hear God's voice and, you know, uh, you know, learn to prophesy by Friday. That's not what we're, that's not what we're doing here today. Wish I had that course. Do not. Do not. Uh, <laughs> but what I want us to do today is, is to start shifting some of our, some of our thinking um, towards hearing God's voice and, and, and potentially, you know, not all this can apply to everybody, but the, I, I'm, my hope is, my prayer is that there may be some cer certain areas, one or two things that the, the Holy Spirit's going to highlight for you this morning that are areas that, that maybe you, you're, you haven't really fully registered or haven't pursued hearing God's voice in that way. Or maybe there's one or two things that, that stand out to you that God's going to highlight this morning of things that are hindering them, hindering your ability to, to hear him and communicate well with him. This is a, a lifelong process that we will, we all go through as followers of Jesus. You know, we will always be, if we're faithfully following him and pursuing him, we'll always be learning um, and getting better at hearing him. There's, there's no arriving for any of us. So what are some of the ways that God communicates? Well, the first one um, is not a surprise. Uh, what, what's the first one on my list? The Word, exactly. The Word, the Bible. The first way he communicates is through his Word. Psalms 119.105 says, says, Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. 
When we talk about the, the, the Bible, we, we use the term canon, right? For that term about the, the Bible. That was that, that word means, literally means measuring stick. The Bible, the word of God, one of the primary functions of the, of the word of God, of scripture, is it provides the measuring stick, the guardrails for God's communication in our lives. It, it's one of the reasons why it's so essential that we hide his word in his heart, that we know what it says. Because one of its purposes is to, to show us the boundaries of his voice. The body, God will never communicate in any way anything to you that, that is outside of the guardrails of his word. Right? Or his nature. Because that's what his word reveals is his nature, right? There is, there's no way uh, God is never going to tell you to murder somebody. Right? <laughs> because his word expressly shows us that that is not what God would do, Right? And that's pretty self-explanatory. Now, that that doesn't mean that, we'll get to this a little bit later, I guess, but that doesn't mean that if you can't find a Bible verse for something, then that, then God's not saying that thing, right? It's saying that God will never violate any instruction or truth that he has laid out in his scripture. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean just because there's no, there, there is, um, there's no Bible verse that you're going to find that's going to probably tell you uh, what house to buy, right? That doesn't mean God doesn't want to speak to you on that issue and that he, he won't speak to you and lead you specifically and that it's not God's voice just because you didn't, you know, there's no, you know, book of houses that you can go to and find your name and get an address. Like, that, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying when we're, when we're looking for that house and seeking God's voice, there may be principles in, in Scripture that would apply, right? That can be helpful. Um, but, but just because the, in the Bible it doesn't specifically tell you what house to buy doesn't mean that God can't speak to you about buying a house. That's my, that's kind of my point there. Um, but so God's word is, is are, are the guardrails. It's the measuring stick. We need to know it. We need to live it. We need to learn it. We need to love it. It, it is it, the, the more we understand scripture, the more you understand the Bible, the quicker you can identify his voice, right? The quicker you can identify, identify, you can at, at least you, you can become very quick at ruling out what's not his voice. Most of the time, right? It, when we have a command of scripture, when you have an understanding of its, of its core messages, it, it, it becomes, uh, it, it can become very quickly, you can identify, that's not God. God wouldn't say that, right? Or, yeah, I can see how that fits. That, 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 that seems in bounds. So it, it, it's vital. But, but God's word is more than just static, it's not just some other good help book. It's not just like the best list of rules ever written. It's more than that. It, it's not static. It's, it's interactive. 
And when, when approached with humility and the faith that God speaks to us in real time, that the Bible will speak, will, will, will connect to us. It, it, it's transformative in and of itself. So his word, he communicates through his word. Second way, God communicates, uh, and that's through circumstances. Through circumstances. Uh, God can use them to highlight an issue he wants to deal with in, in your life. Now, sometimes uh, it's hard to, sometimes God, I think, sovereignly orchestrates circumstances. Sometimes circumstances arise or keep arising because of a more logical, just reasoned thing. If you have a temper and you can't keep your mouth shut and you're constantly getting in conflicts with people, that's, and it's always, so your relationships are all always strained. All your relationships are always strained. Um, that's, that's not God, like, intervening to highlight to you. That is, that is God using the natural order of things, of what's actually just happening to show you something, right? He's going he's gonna to use that to try and highlight. He's going to speak to your heart and your soul and kind of keep highlighting these, hey, hey, it, it you notice how everybody around you is always mad at you? You know, you notice how you, you can't, you don't have friends for more than six months. Can we look at that, please? No, I got something. To, I want to show you something over here. God, God uses circumstances sometimes. Um, sometimes God can bring about circumstances that, that lead you to a, a course of action or a decision. I think when I, when I was thinking of this, the first thing that came to mind was this building that we're in right now and the construction that's going on in the back. There were a number of circumstances throughout the, the, the several-year process that brought us to this point, this renovation, this partnership with Tree, the whole thing. Um, there were, were a number of circumstances throughout the process that God used the timing of to confirm that he was behind it. Um, especially for Tree, on, on their side, and to hear. Uh, many of you have heard kind of Todd Mara, who's the superintendent over there, he shared with us, um, or if you're a part of Tree, you've heard him probably a bunch of times share the story of how this all came together. But, but especially from their perspective, from their journey, there were a number of things, circumstances, that, that the timing of things was just, just lined up so perfectly that just kept confirming over and over and over and over again that this, this idea wasn't just an idea. You know, there was, they had a building that they, they needed to sell, but it had been on the market and um, it, they were having a hard time selling it until, until right the time where we started, got to the point where it was rubber meets the road, and, and, and uh, they said one of the first things they started praying was, God, God we, we, if this is you, this building, this, we need to sell this building. Within 30 days, they went from not having any sort of interest to having it sold. It was a $5 million building. Like, you don't sell commercial real estate that quickly. <laughs> it just doesn't, doesn't typically work that way. But God used that timing to confirm to them what he was trying to communicate. He does the same in, in our lives at times. 
He uses word. He uses circumstances. He uses our thoughts. Sometimes God, and this is maybe one of the most contentious things. <laughs> we really have a hard time um, communicating this with each other uh, in productive ways, I feel like. That, that, like most of us believe that God does kind of speak to us, but a lot of times if, if, the, if you're talking to somebody and the way God talks to them or the way they perceive it is different than the way you do, you really have a hard time like believing what it is they're saying. Anybody else have this this thing like some people when they when they talk about you know hearing from God they'll talk about it in the context of 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 pictures right they've seen a they've seen a vision or they got a, a picture of this thing or the scenario or whatever and maybe when they call they may even call it a, a vision or an impression or whatever um and for those and for some people that that have never experienced that it just sounds weird can we just be honest? It just sounds weird. Um, and that's, this is what I would say. If you're the type of person that, that really struggles to receive, when somebody else kind of describes that or you hear somebody talking about it, your, your reflex is to, is to doubt or, or just not really, I don't know, okay. Um, I would just say, um, not your job. Not your job. Now, if they're, if they're saying you need to do something because of this picture, okay, now it's now it's part of, now now you're involved. But if they're sharing their own lives, um, you know, especially if it's somebody that that the person themselves you have you have trust in, you have a relationship with, you, you know, you 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 have a, a you see validity to their to their their walk. It's okay. It may seem strange to you. Um, but that's just maybe how God deals with them. That's how their brain works. It's funny how when, when it comes to God's communication with each other, we really get like weirded out about the way God communicates with other people when it's different than our own. But we don't do that so much when it comes to the rest of the way we, we communicate or we think, right? You know that there are people in your life that think just very, 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 very different than you, right? You're an artist, and you have a friend who's an accountant. The way you two process information is going to be completely different, more than likely. The way you tell stories, the way you perceive truth, the way you explain things, the way you figure things out. And that's okay. God, God created us different. So God... God speaks through our thoughts and that could be a, a if you're a visual person it may 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 translate as as pictures it it may be words sometimes i've heard a number of people uh explain it this way it, it feels like remembering a conversation that i'm praying or i'm asking the, i'm seeking the lord or i'm in his presence or or i'm going about my day and it and it and i have a, a i have this Thought, almost like it's almost like a memory of a conversation that I haven't ever had, and that sounds weird. That may sound weird to people, um, and that's okay. But listen, God, this is the God of the universe speaking to us little peons down here. It's gonna be weird. Like it's just gonna. Like it's okay. So he he speaks to our our thoughts. 
He also speaks to our emotions or, or our heart. Now, this, this one is another one we really struggle with. Um, some of us struggle with too much reliance on it. That however I feel, it just so happens my emotions always line up with what God is doing and saying, right? It's, I feel this emotion, and so that must be God because it's a feeling. And then so there's some of us that, that are in the other way. They, they too much fear their feelings. That they, they, they take, um, you know, and I won't say they take it out of context, but there's some scriptures that first come to mind when we talk about God communicating through emotions. Like, like Mark 7, 21, where it says, from within, out, from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, lustful desires, all the bad stuff, right? Um, or in Jeremiah um, 17, 9, where it says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. It's desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And so we, 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 we know that. Both It's in Scripture. It's, I'm not saying it's not true. It's there, right? Um, and we experience that. We, we know we kind of feel that to some degree about ourselves. And so, so we, we, we disqualify our emotions as something that, that, you know, they're like a necessary evil. They're there, but you just, <coughs> you just can't trust them. You can't really, really, there's just not a lot of reliable information that you can, you can get from them. Um, and I, w- I would say this, there's one more verse I would like to, to read, um, that I think informs this a little bit for, for us. This is Ezekiel in chapter 36. Uh, through the prophet, he's, he's speaking to, he's prophesying over the, the nation of Israel. And he says this, I will give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit within you. I will take, you, take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. I will also put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Listen, our hearts are deceitful and wicked. But when we come to know Jesus, when the Holy Spirit enters us, we enter into a process of transformation where our heart becomes something new. You know, we are a new creation. That includes our heart. That we can, we, we can, we can, we begin uh, as the Spirit comes begins to control every part of us that includes our emotions and the more transformation we have the the more we come in line with the more mature believer we become the more trustworthy every part of us becomes and as our as our 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 emotions come under under submission to the leading of the holy spirit as they as they 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 come in line with with christ's character we, we can begin we can begin to, to gain some very uh, useful uh, direction from them. We can, we can begin to, God will begin to use our emotions to, to, to lead us where, where we're trying to make a decision and, 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 and it just, you just get a, a check. You know, some people say, they call it like a, a check in your spirit. You heard this phrase, you know, it sounds very spiritual. I, I, just, I just like to say, you just feel a little icky for no real reason, you know, where you're just like, you're going to go to this thing, it's just like, oh, I don't, huh. 
doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know? Or, or, or you start praying about this thing and you, and peace, you know, all of a sudden you just, you feel really peaceful about it or, or very excited about something. God can use our emotions sometimes. Um, sometimes God can use our emotions to help us identify with somebody else. Sometimes when you're talking with somebody or, or especially if you're praying with somebody, you, you'll, your emotions will shift in a moment. Um, you know, and we understand this, right? Like empathy, that's a thing that we, we, we understand. But God, God will empower our empathy at times, even outside of our, 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 our full just cognitive understanding of the situation to help us, help us identify with what's going on with somebody around us that he's calling us to minister to. And it's important that we understand that because sometimes I've had the experience, not, not a ton, I've had this happen a few times, though, where the, 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 I'm just like all of a sudden angry for, for no good reason while I'm, while I'm, you know, talking with somebody or praying with somebody. And I've missed it a couple of times and later, like, you know, maybe the Lord will be like, hey, this is what's going on, you know, oh. But there are times where, where in the moment, God will give you a window. All right, I'm gonna, I'll tell you a story. Um, <laughs> hope you come back next week. Um, when I was, when I was, uh, I don't know, I was in my 20s. There was a, there was a time I had, I had done my, you know, rock star, stupidity, prodigal son thing. Come back to the Lord. And I was in process. I was actually in a discipleship. Uh, training program, and we were in a service uh, at one point. Oh, one time there's—I don't remember a whole lot of the details of what the service was about, or, or anything else that really happened that that night, except for during the ministry time, um, one of my one of my friends came up and was was praying for me because um, I was fresh out of uh, uh, fresh out of just a really a lot of really bad decisions and you know just living very ungodly. And so God was, this whole time in my life, God was just doing a lot of, a lot of things in me, right? He had to, I had gotten really, really dirty and he was, you know, he was, he had the scrub brush out and he was really trying to clean me up. <laughs> and on this particular night, um, there was a moment where, when my friend started praying for me, uh, where I, and, and I really sensed, like in my heart, I heard, like I heard the Lord uh, explain what was going on because all of a sudden I, I hear this like scream like someone was like like this blood curdling scream I was like that is weird and then it got really weird when I realized it was me making the noise I mean I literally like I didn't recognize it at first as being me um but what was happening in that moment was because God kind of showed me as it was happening uh, so I had a best friend, uh, one of my best friends during that, that really dark time uh, was a guy named Chris. And he had one of the like most gr greatest person, one of the greatest people you ever meet, but one of the most like just, just painful lives and just dark, right? Everything that had ever happened to him, everything he was into, everything he fed himself, just dark. Um, but a great guy. And we, I really, really cared about him. Um, so in that moment, the Lord showed me, uh, I felt like the Lord said he was showing me in that moment what, what Chris 
the, what Chris felt like every day. The pain, the trauma, all of, all of the stuff that he was going, God was giving me a window into this, this darkness that, that he was suffering with. And he did it because he wanted to show me the difference between what happens when you have the, the, the protection of God on your life, the calling of God on your life, and when you're out there on your own. Because we were in very similar situations. We, had, we were doing the same thing. Same. The only difference was my background was I had been, other than that time where I was with him, I was here. I had a, I had a, 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 a foundation. I had my soul, my heart, my mind, they had already been claimed by, this, by my Savior. They were, already, they were already his. There was a layer of protection there. And in that moment, I was, I was, I believe he was letting me experience the difference. Um, all that to say, so our emotions aren't bad. <laughs> and, and, and God can, can use them. So God can use uh, circumstances, his word, our thoughts, our emotions. He can use other people. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Sing songs and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. That word message there, it says, let, let the message about Christ. I love that translation. Uh, it, it's the word's logos, which uh, is usually translated word, let the word of Christ. Um, in all its riches, fill your lives. So the Logos fills our lives. Jesus, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus fills our lives so that we can, we can impart that Logos to each other. Listen, he says, fill, fill, let the message in all its riches fill your lives, teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. This was not spoken at some pastor's leadership conference. This was written from a leader to the church. This is our responsibility. This is, this is, not, the, this is not the marching orders for the elite or, the, or, or the, the top end or the leadership, however you want to say it. We are all called to let the message about Christ in all its richness fill our lives and then teach each other with all the wisdom he gives. We need each other in our stuff. You know, there's a story, uh, familiar story, I think, of the, you know, in the Old Testament about how the first time Samuel was one of the greatest prophets um, in the Old Testament. And the first time he heard, heard God, he, he, uh, he didn't get it. Because he was, I mean, in his defense, he was like eight. Um, but I'm sure many of you know the story. God kept speaking to him in the middle of the night, and, and, and he kept going in, and he was like, you know, Samuel. And he thought his, his Eli, who was the priest at the time that he was, he was living with, he thought he was calling, so he'd go in, Eli, did you call me? No. This happens a couple of times. And it would have kept happening until, until Eli recognized what was going on and tells Samuel, hey, this isn't me. This is God that's speaking to you. Next time he speaks, say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. And, and the story goes on. He hears from God. And 
that kind of starts his, his prophetic life. Um, but he needed an Eli to spark that. He wasn't going to get there on his own. We need Elis in our life. We need people in our lives. It's, you know, it, it's one of the things we all know. It, we have blind spots. There are so many things in our own life that is so obvious to the people around them, around you. Both good and bad. Sometimes we think of it, you know, as just like the, oh, they're good at seeing all the things I'm screwing up on. You're like, I've got a pretty good long list right now. Let me get through these, and then maybe I'll seek some outside counsel. Um, <laughs> but a lot of it isn't, it isn't just about the sin. We talk about accountability. Um, and, and very, typically we talk about it in this very, like, strict you know, in the context of all the ways we're, we're not measuring up, right? But the reality is, I've, what I've found in my life, it's the other side that's, open, that's so much more important. It's letting the people around you, having people in your life that see Christ in you, that see your gifts, that see your callings, that can call them out of you. That can tell you, hey, I see greatness in you. I, I see God at work in this, in this situation. This thing over here that you're so, you're so discouraged about, God is working in it. If you'll just stick in it. Hey, this thing over here that you think is a, just a, a little cute little hobby you're doing, there's life in that. God wants to use that if you'll give that to him. We need to, we need to have the kinds of relationships with each other where we want to know each other's lives and we're praying for each other enough that we can see that in each other. And then we also have the, the courage and the, and the intention to actually speak it out. You know, parents, this is, this is a primary part of your job. Yes, you need to teach kids to clean up their rooms, maybe. Good luck. <laughs> But more than all that, you need to teach them that God, God has put in them some amazing gifts and abilities. And whatever those are, you need to start calling them out in that kid. When, even, when, even when correction is needed, one of the things, um, one of the things I try and do with, <coughs> with my kids, um, and I'm not perfect by any stretch, um, but even when, I, even when I have to correct them, um, my correction is always based on the gifting that I see within them. If I have to, if I have to, to, to correct, like, Koei about something, you know, he's goofing off or not listening, it is always, I try to always put it in the context of you're too smart to make that bad decision. You're too, whatever. You're too good quality to do this. And what am I doing there? I'm calling him up to who, who God says he is. I'm not, I'm not telling him, I'm not reducing him to his behavior. We need each other. All right. Whew. Okay. All right, I'm going to save the hinder list for another day. I'm going to close with this. Two things. One, all of those things are ways that God communicates. But God communicates best through all of those things.
when they're working together, when we are open to all the possibilities, you know, it's like, it's like music, you know, you can, you can identify a song from somebody just singing some tunes or, or plucking them out on the, on a, uh, you know, on the guitar, um, but it's way more impactful. There's not the, the emotional impact or, or, or the significance than with all the instruments are playing together. That's when, it, that's when you have to get up off your feet and, you know, jump around and sing. God wants to, God communicates through all of them and wants to for each and every one of us. The other thing I'll just leave you with is that um, God grades on a curve. You know, sometimes we started this kind of heavy talking about this accountability, this responsibility, these consequences to not hearing God, um, which is kind of sobering and, and heavy. I get it. Um, and then we go through all this list, and some of them may sound really foreign or you're not experienced. You're like, gosh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in that much at all. Um, but I will say, but I, I want to end on this, that God grades on, on a curve. He gives grace to the humble. He rewards our effort. Picture it like, like I'm playing, um, I play catch with, with the kids and, um, they're much better. They are much more successful at playing catch with me than they are with each other. Why is that? Because I can make up the difference, Right? Gracie throws Coey the ball. She's got like this kind of strike zone. She throws me the ball. I can, <laughs> you know, I've, I've played sports and I'm not completely an invalid. I can, you know, the radius is much, much bigger. That, that, that's, I think, a good picture when we're talking about that we don't have to fear not hearing God because he, he, he is humble. He's gracious. He, he will stretch the, he will move the target as much as he can so that he can, you can hit it. You don't have to be right down, straight down. It's, it's, it's not like when I'm throwing the ball to them, which again, they catch it a whole lot more when I throw it than when they throw it to each other. Why? Because I can throw it and their hands don't have to move. They can just stand like, don't move. I got it. Yeah, you caught it. <laughs> God has a heart to hear you. He's not playing games. And so we can, we can rest in that fact. And so I want to close this way. Uh, if, if you want to just um, bow your heads. I just want to uh, pray for, for anyone here this morning, um, specifically that that uh, it struggles when we, specifically when we're talking about like hearing God's voice, having him lead your life, um, like specifically for you. Um, I want to pray for, for anyone that, that's maybe uh, struggles with fear in that area. Like you're afraid, you, you struggle with not feeling, maybe you don't feel uh, like you're ever good enough to, to warrant God's voice or you just, you're never confident that it is God's voice. Or, um, I want to pray that, that you would, you would uh, learn to trust in his grace. 
and that God will give you the faith to pursue his voice and to act on it. It's one of those things where it only, you only get better at it by doing it. You know? Like riding a bike. You can watch videos, you can read instructions, you can read the best books on how to ride a bike. You will never learn to ride a bike without getting on a bike and riding it. And maybe falling once or twice. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for, for the fact that the God of the universe cares to speak to us. God, that our life means enough to you that, that you have you want to, to lead us in it. That there's, there's something about uh, each and every one of us that, that matters enough to you that you, you care what, what we do day to day. That you want to lead us. You want to speak to us. You, you love us so much that you want to lead us in, in paths of life. That you want to partner with us in building your kingdom. So, Father, I pray for, for anyone here today that, that is, is, has struggled with the, the, the faith to believe that they either can hear your voice or that they're worthy of your voice. We, we ask that you would just, uh, <clears throat> just cast out that, that really that lie from the enemy. The God who made the universe is certainly strong enough to get his point across, even to us. God, would you give us the grace to pursue your communication, the faith to, to, to recognize it and to act on it, even if we, even if we make ourselves, if we feel, uh, feel foolish at times or vulnerable, God. I'd rather, rather be, be, be proven wrong trying to follow you than proven right while well, I'm not. Holy Spirit, would you just minister to us this morning? Would you highlight the areas, the ways that you want to communicate to us that, that individually, that maybe we, we, we have shut off or we have denied or we haven't pursued maybe as much as we should, that you want to open up our eyes. We want to, you want us to be open to, to your voice in that area. I pray these things in your name. Amen. <coughs> Amen. We'll see you guys next week. God bless.